Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I'm back from a bachelor party weekend, a lovely weekend in the Thousand Islands. It's National Mac and Cheese Day. It's National Nude Day. We're here for the NBA Game 4, breaking it down. The spread on this one. We already took that. We got five props that we've taken in this one. We're going to go over them. And yes, DFS with over $1 million in prizes on DraftKings and some other sites. Juicing them up here as we got a big game four. A victory here by the Milwaukee Bucks ensures that this thing goes at least six. Means we get at least two more basketball games and maybe even lucky enough to get three. And the more basketball we get, the more we have days filled with sports that we can get to the end of July and only two weeks away from the NFL preseason. So... Let's get into what the Milwaukee Bucks need to do, why I have them at minus three in this one. Let's get into it right now. I appreciate if you want to like and subscribe to the channel here. We will be live later today, about an hour or two before the game starts, to answer any of your questions and update anything we need to for this game four. Now let's start on the Milwaukee Bucks side where Giannis Antetokounmpo had a historic night, literally. Obviously he goes off, he has a fantastic game, 41 points, 13 rebounds, he shoots 14 of 23 overall, 12 of 12 in the paint, his game, he had it going to 100% perfection in this game, and he was the third player ever, can you name the other two, to have 40 plus points and 10 plus rebounds in back-to-back -back finals games. I'll give you a second. LeBron James and Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. He played 38 minutes in that game, but he sat out the last five to five and a half minutes, so he was on pace to play 40-plus minutes. Now, as you can see on the screen right here, I'm giving Giannis 42 minutes in this one, expecting him to play that big run in what is going to be a very important game. He dominated the small ball lineups of Phoenix. When DeAndre Ayton wasn't on the court, and DeAndre Ayton, we'll talk about him, got in some, not serious foul trouble, but enough for him to not really play much of the third quarter to start the second half, he dominated those small ball lineups. They went a lot more more small ball five Giannis at Giannis at the five which makes sense in the postseason and I think we see more of it today as Jay Crowder and also Cam Johnson who they had to get away from Jay Crowder because it was not working in this one Cam Johnson didn't really get it done and this is fantastic news for the Bucks because Giannis looked basically fully healthy in this one if anything from game three it looked like maybe or game two it looked like maybe you saw something on the defensive end not as lateral movement not as much tools being shown on offensively it seems as if that was maybe more of a mental thing or maybe they juiced him up a little bit more in this one give him some more mac and cheese he looked really healthy fully healthy I would say in game Three. Drew Holiday finally comes alive in this one, hits some big three, shoots five of 10 from three, eight of 14 overall. He was a game high plus 22 in game three. Pat Connington played big minutes as well. Pat Connington actually got some shots up, three of five overall, two of four from three. Hey, if you can get those guys going as well, why not? They're going to need that to continue. It's getting good defense, clean defense as he was plus three overall in this one. Now in the game, Milwaukee in general, they just shot well, right? They ended up shooting 77% from the free throw line, which is not great, but the big thing was Giannis shot 13 of 17 and 13 of 15 when it really counted in this game from the free throw line. They won a lot of things in this game. They won three-point shooting. They out-rebounded offensively 13 to 6. This Phoenix Suns teams, they ended up bleeding in fast break points and steals. It was just overall pure domination from Milwaukee in this game, and then it doesn't help when Phoenix, who we're about to get to on the opposite side, doesn't do too much. So you saw big Giannis games, Drew Holiday games. Middleton was just fine. Pat Connington was solid in this one. It's going to be interesting to see if we see the shift, which I think we will, to more Brooke Lopez minutes than Bobby Porter, who had a nice start to his afternoon and benefited from some small ball lineups without Aiton on the court in the third quarter. I think we see more Brooke Lopez, especially as we start to see more Aiton in game four. So don't get fooled by the big minutes or, or bigger minutes for Bobby Portis and less for Aiton. I don't think those are going to hold 
all that much. And as you can see on the screen, that's what I'm doing. I'm giving right now Bobby Portis only 14 minutes and Brooke Lopez getting back up to 27 minutes of play. The rest of it is as you normally see. Bryn Forbes, I'm not too sure he should even play in this series. I gave him four minutes and Jeff Teague, I gave eight. Now, I took the Milwaukee Bucks. I took them. Ready, 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 ready? Bucks minus 3.5. That is right. The Milwaukee Bucks minus 3.5 in this one. Now, I took some player props and some of those player props are from the Milwaukee Bucks side. I ended up taking five props this morning. We'll give you the two Phoenix ones after, but these are the three I've taken from the Milwaukee Bucks side. I have Drew Holiday under eight and a half assists. I project out these numbers and I currently have Drew Holiday looking at around 7.3 to 7.4 assists. So we're going to be pretty clearly under the eight and a half assists on Drew Holiday in this one. Just a lot of unassisted buckets are needed for guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, who has really good ball handling skills in his own right. Nice game last time out there for Drew, who ended up picking up, I believe, in that game. Nine overall assists. We'll take the under eight and a half. Bobby Portis, like I said, and this is the correlation play here. Look, you can take these props down below on prize picks. You'll get a nice little free money mo mo bonus in a match. So you get a free match, a chance to win a million dollars. They'll send you a questionnaire with five questions. And if you get them right for the game tonight, you are a millionaire. If you get one right, you still win money. It's not easy, but it's an opportunity. So there's two opportunities today to get some free bets in and a chance to be a million dollar ruski walking around with your pockets deep and probably going crazy with too much money you have. But the correlation here, I already mentioned it. Bobby Portis, I think, plays less. Brooke Lopez plays more. So what does that mean? Bobby Portis, less points. Under six and a half, over 10 and a half for Brooke Lopez, especially because I don't expect Giannis to continue to put up 40 and 10. That's only going to help guys like Brooke Lopez who will be on the court more benefiting by the paint in the rebounding department. So those are the three props that we've taken so far. So from Milwaukee, from a DFS standpoint, I would rank my interest by far and away Giannis. He is right now for me the best player in the slate, and that's just factoring in. Oh, but of course he's going to score the most. That's also just factoring in his price point, right? He is the cheapest for what his upside is. I've met almost 64 points today. So I will go Giannis, Drew Holiday, Middleton, Pat Connington, those four guys. And then I have some other guys in a player pool like Lopez and PJ Tucker. But as we continue with this program today, I want to let you know about a sponsor of the program, one that has continued to be a sponsor of this program we have used them in the past and we are still using them because it's just quality products and that is going to be right here ritual 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 vitamins i have their protein powder as well i got a three month supply we're still kicking with about two months or so rolling rocking and rolling look ritual vitamins the reason why i personally enjoy them well they reached out and then i was like okay a couple of vitamins company have reached out let's look deeper into this they tell you exactly where they're getting all their ingredients from they define the ingredients so instead of just being like ah yeah you know vitamin d from the sun well what else is this shit gonna do for me they define it to actually the benefits that it's going to have for you at your specific gender your age group who you are as a person how that is going to help you from that starting point it's affordable it's easy it ships directly to my door and here's the thing personally as somebody who enjoys working out running and trying to maintain as much health as i possibly can whether it's through fasting or vitamins i really don't know how people aren't taking vitamins i think it's something that ah, my dad never did it or my mom never did so i just don't i think it's that simple as why people don't but vitamins are very important, right? They, they supply the things you don't get in your diet, which is nowhere near as much as you're getting through just vitamins. They're supplements, right? So it's going to help your immune system, which is pretty big over the past year to year and a half, is it not? It's going to help having frail bones, which when you start to get older, your bones are just naturally frail because you're moving less. And that's why a lot of older people break their hips. And it doesn't sound like a good idea to have a two-year recovery when I'm an older person with broken hips. So vitamins will help to some extent to strengthen your bones, strengthen your immune system. It's going to also give you energy as well because it makes it easier to convert your food into energy. There's a lot of benefits of daily vitamins, so why not get ones where you know exactly where it's coming from? Why not get ones that you can actually afford? So this is what's happening. It's very convenient. That's why I like Ritual Vitamins. And right now for our users, we've already been working with them. I was liking their products before, so now why not get a little benefit from it? I'm using my own benefits as well. 10% off if you go to ritual.com backslash Sal 
Vetri. It's on the screen right now. You can check that out. And if you're listening on the podcast version, that is ritual.com backslash salvetri. You'll get 10% off your first three months. So if you want the vitamins, I believe it's like 90 bucks for three months, which is not bad at all. You get 10 bucks off. Bang. Thank you, Ritual, for sponsoring the program today. And I'm serious out there. You should be taking advantage of your health while you're still here. Get some extra days out of it. Vitamins are definitely going to help with that. So everything goes wrong for Phoenix in game three. So if you want to say, hey, let's do a little spin zone here. Uh, a lot of things, not everything, but a lot of things went right for the Bucks, right? And everything seemed to have gone wrong for Phoenix. So if that just balances out, Phoenix is going to win this series in five games, which there's still a good chance that that could happen. But this was a closer game too. This was a much healthier Giannis. We just went over a lot of benefits that you saw from Milwaukee. Booker struggling though. Booker struggling in a major way. Nobody talks about Booker when he's struggling. Maybe if he struggles again in this game with all the eyes on him, but he's been struggling for a while now, right? If this was Chris Middleton, one game bad, and now ah, Chris Middleton's overrated, right? But Booker has been very bad for a while now in this postseason. One of seven from three in this game. Three of 14 overall. Just two assists. Only played like 28 minutes, and then the game gets out of hand, right? Just 10 points. Negative 13 overall. Drew Holiday was eating him up on defense. And then another big piece of this game that we should not overlook, and I'll pull it up on the screen right now, was DeAndre Ayton's foul trouble. So DeAndre Ayton is right here. He is above my head, his playing time. The purple is when he is on the court, and the orange is when he's off the court. So here is DeAndre Ayton. He ends up right here, picking up his fourth personal foul to start the third quarter. That is the second half. So he only plays a minute and a half in the third quarter. If you were only going to play a minute and a half in the third quarter, it is going to be very difficult very difficult for your team to beat a Giannis small ball lineup during that time with Jay Crowder, who got shoved out of small ball lineups, and then they ended up going to Cam Johnson. So what I just said there is very important. I said it kind of just in, in as a throwaway line, maybe you think. Jay Crowder, they took away from small ball. In games two and game three, James Crowder was playing small ball. And what did he do? Nine rebounds and double-digit rebounds in back-to-back -back games. Then this last time out doesn't get them because he's not playing close to the basket. Now, Jay Crowder had a really good game. Why? Because he shot six of seven from three-point range, right? But he saw less small ball run. So this is just our advantage now. We can take the unders on Jay Crowder's. We can start to stay away from him as he picks up more ownership in DFS because he had a game that was somewhat fluky, and I would say very fluky, six of seven from three, no other peripheral stats. He was not playing close to the basket. So the success that he had in game three was nowhere near the success that he had in the second half of game two getting rebounds, and his big game in game two where he's getting points close to the basket and rebounds he did not do it that way maybe they can resort back to him at small ball five maybe they go there but they tried to get cam johnson more involved at small ball five and he actually benefited when he played there jay crowder on Giannis was not working all that much and then the other thing is this is game four if Aiton doesn't get in foul trouble they might just play eight in 42 to 44 minutes today and then there's no small ball five minutes left right so this is a big advantage we can have today i already have right now the under rebounds on crowder we'll talk about that once we go over to the props on price picks but he ended up having a massive game but he only had seven total attempts all from three i'm not expecting that to continue like in the 33 minutes of play that he had in that ge last game so expect a lot less production now not only did they try cam johnson they let frank kaminsky play he played 14 minutes he was minus 12 in those 14 minutes and he played some garbage time run he was basically to start off the game minus 15 in the first 10 minutes of legitimate or somewhat legitimate run so frank kaminsky in my opinion should not be playing in the series i only gave him two minutes i think they go to more eight in overall and more cam johnson crowder in the final six to eight minutes that they have small ball he did shoot three or five in the game but two of those makes came in the fourth quarter when it was a blowout I think people are going to read too much into it. I currently have Frank Kaminsky if we pull up the Phoenix minutes. For a whole two minutes of play today, I'm giving more minutes to Aiton today than he played in the last game. I'm giving more minutes to Torrey Craig. I have him at 12 at the bottom of the screen right there. So that is where I'm at on the Frank Kaminsky stance of him getting into the rotation. Now, some of the adjustments. Look, I mean, you're just going to need Giannis to not have these historic nights. Now, how can you do that? You can put more help into the paint. You know he's not going to shoot. He shot 12-12 in that last game from three overall or from the field overall. So you know what the adjustments you can make are. Just try and help out a little bit. If Aiton avoids foul trouble, 
that's one way to do it, right? You're not going to get uh, dominated by these small ball lineups out of eight and in there. And then just also let them beat you just shot-wise. Crowd the paint and say, hey, if Giannis is going to go in there and try and get these easy buckets, 40-plus points, he's going to have to do it on jump shots and three-pointers, which is probably just not going to happen. So uh, crowding the paint is one adjustment that you can make. Can you get burned by three-point shooting then? Yes, but you might as well at least try and let them do that when they're only shooting 32% in the postseason than when Giannis is shooting 100% in the last game in the paint. I think you need a little bit more Booker off-ball as well. Drew Holiday was eating him up these last two to two-and-a-half games of the series right now, get him in some other isolations against other players, screening, things like that. There needs to be more three balls in general. Shooting is better, right? You're not going to be doing that when Bridges and Booker in the last game are shooting one of nine from three. Crowder was on, but that was about it who was on. And not much else outside of that. You just need better shooting. You need better shooting and you need to just try and crowd the paint and say, hey, you can beat us from three-point range in this game if you want to, but we're not going to let you just 100% beat us in the paint like you did in game three. And when I say beat them in the paint, I don't just mean the 12 of 12. They ended up getting outscored in the paint 54 to 40. Now, part of that has to do with Aiton getting in foul trouble and a 16 to 0 run Milwaukee going on in the third quarter of game three. But that is an adjustment that I think is going to be needed. So the props that I have in this game on the Phoenix side of the ball, we already talked about the ones you can see on the screen right now from Milwaukee. The Phoenix side of the ball, I have Crowder under six and a half rebounds. I don't think Crowder is going to get a lot of rebounding opportunities in this game. Crowder's been playing like 10 minutes of small ball five in game two, and he played in the second half like six minutes of small ball five once you saw Dario Sarge go down in that game one of the finals. Now I think he's going to play potentially zero minutes. I think that they might go two minutes of Frank Kaminsky, 40 to 42 minutes of AM, and then there's like only four minutes left at that point. So maybe it's Crowder, which is not enough for me to think he's going to have seven to 10 rebounds, or maybe it's just Cam Johnson. So the under there, and I'll take the over eight and a half Chris Paul assists. And the reason I like the over eight and a half Chris Paul assists is because he's averaging a 40 plus percent assist percentage in the postseason. And this number is just continuously hit. And depending on where you get this number, if you get it at eight, it's just continuously hit or pushed for you. So he's had nine, eight, nine, eight, eight, 12, seven, eight, and 15 assists. So right now he's only, if you've gotten this number at eight, lost for you once and pushed a bunch of times. But we'll take the over eight and a half in this one, as I just believe that you're going to start to see some sort of regression to the mean on Devin Booker shooting, on McCall Bridges shooting, and also Aiton being on the court more in the pick and rolls and down low. It's just all, all of those factors are going to help Chris Paul, who even in the last game with none of those going his way, still got nine assists. So that's where we're out on the player props market, those five props. You can take them down below on price picks. Limited time offer only if you can take advantage of it. I think you should, and you can get a free bet over there up to $100 with the link down below and the promo code SAL. That is just S-A-L when you sign up and you had a chance to become a millionaire. To the Phoenix Daily Fantasy Sports interest, the DFS interest rates now, I would rank it this way. Number one, Chris Paul. Number two, DeAndre Ayton. Number three, Booker. Number four, actually, Torrey Craig. I think he is the best punt play at $1,800. I have him at 12 minutes of play today and about nine and a half to 10 fantasy points. The rest of the players are all in a player pool for me. I think Cam Johnson gives you some decent value still at $3,800 should play 20 plus minutes in this one Crowder McCall Bridges they all have the ability to go off and shoot well and campaign is also in a player pool so I do have my full player pools projections that will be updated interests the optimizer not just for this but for MLB PGA MMA the NFL starting very soon all on Patreon encourage you to try it out down below 14 players in a player pool only two of those players are priorities as yeses that I will be probably running in every single one of my lineups tonight you can see who those are and we'll talk about it more on the live stream later today so thank you for tuning into this video i will see you all in the next one game four live later today like subscribe that notification bell so you know when we're going live support the sponsors of the program and enjoy national mac and cheese day today <laughs>